What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. I've got today somebody who's in my industry, you know, but he actually created this platform, whereas I'm like the guy that puts the puzzle pieces together in cybersecurity. But even more important than that, this dude likes to get inside the minds of hackers, okay, and protects employees against cyber attacks through really what I think is necessary, which is like virtual crisis mode, you know, kind of planning as if everything just went to crap. Though so, Today, I'm welcoming, welcoming founder and CEO of Riot, Benjamin Netter. What's up, Ben? Hey, Rick. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm very, very good. So, this Riot was not your first venture, right? It was fintech. And fintech, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars in euros being transacted. You know, how did you start that company? And then even more importantly, when you were there, how did that lead into Riot? I mean, I'm, I'm on the tech side. So prior to the fintech, I was working in fashion. So, you know, tech is everywhere. Uh, you just adapt. I mean, um, so I met the, the right person to, uh, to do the fintech uh, company, uh, someone who had a, a strong background in, in finance and uh, especially financing uh, companies. Uh, and we decided uh, that I would be the tech part of that. And uh, that's how we got started. You know how it goes. And I mean, um, cybersecurity is probably the closest to, uh, closest to tech I got. Uh, I mean, uh, it makes a lot more sense that I work in cybersecurity now. I have a strong um, coding background. So I've been coding for like 20 years now. So it, it makes a lot more sense that I work for um, a cybersecurity company uh, than working for a fintech or a yeah, fashion that's awesome. uh, company. <laughs> that's awesome. Now for you though, you, you had a, <laughs> did you, did I hear you right? You said you, you were in fashion before that? I started in fashion. Yeah. Now, how did, I was, uh, we were doing uh, like a Wikipedia, Wikipedia. I mean, you know, we're, I'm French. So I, there's always fashion involved at some point. Uh, so, yeah, I worked for three years. I Dude, you're wearing a t-shirt right I now. I would have like, never guessed that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> t-shirts are cool. They are cool. I mean, I, I wear a black t-shirt every day. Exactly. That's funny. That's a, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in that. But so, I mean, the, the fintech to cybersecurity, that makes sense, right? Because you've got all the, all the, the needs for what Riot does right now and preventing hackers from getting in and compromising employees that you need in fintech because you're protecting millions of dollars a year now or millions of yeah. euros a year. And, but how was that transition from fashion into fintech? Where, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Just meeting the right person. Yeah. I was looking for the next uh, adventure. So I met someone, I thought he was the, the next, the guy I wanted to uh, co-found the company with. That's so awesome. That's how it started. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's very easy to make that journey. And I mean, that's kind of a true entrepreneur, right? Because you just see the opportunity. And it doesn't matter if it's in a completely different industry than yours. Because, man, true entrepreneurship is just problem solving. Exactly. Right? It's, it's asking new questions. That's what entrepreneurship is. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as you know that it helps people, it can be in any industry because a lot of industries help people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was running this company for like six years. And uh, at some point, and so we had this uh, cybersecurity uh, issue uh, with the employee clicking, entering its password on the, on the wrong page. Um, and so I started working on Riot, uh, waking up two hours earlier in the morning and working on that uh, before I, I, I went to my uh, real, <laughs> real job. Um, and I launched, so 
my, my goal was to launch an attack uh, on the team at, at that point. And the first time I launched the attack, the first person who clicked and entered uh, its password was the CFO. And so I, um, <laughs> it was like a wake-up call, you know? No doubt, man. That, there that's, was, that's might funny. Be sad. There, there's something there. Yeah, no doubt. The CFO is the first dude. The CFO was Bob, right? The Bob in the in every company that that clicks on anything. It, it was a girl, but Bobette. Uh, Bobette, nice. You were like in my head with that yeah. one. I like it, <laughs> Bobette. Yeah. So, I mean, here's a so let, let's be real, right? Because I mean, in the U.S., right? You're in Paris, but in the U.S., there's a lot of fishing simulation companies, right? They seem to be popping up all over the place. You know, and, and they're great, you know, but some of them are, are bootstrapped. Some of them raise money. I know you raised, what, a, a $12 million Series A this year. How did you land that capital? What was your strategy to land that capital? I mean, we were making money. So, you know, it's always the same with uh, VC firms. You, you make money and uh, you don't want to raise money. And that's where they, uh, they come knocking at the door. Hey, uh, we have this... Um, this fund that we just raised, then we want to invest in your company. So that's how it actually happened. So basically, we were um, we were almost profitable at the at that point. Um, but you know, uh, you know, it's it's still a startup. We want to grow and uh, we want to uh, spend more money than we actually earn, and we want we want to go faster. So we had to raise to do that. Yeah, that's good and, though. But um, you were able to show cash flow. <laughs> you're able to show revenue, you know, even though you might've been operating at a loss because you yeah. were at a startup. That's important for people who are listening to catch on to, because so many think that the, the days of, you know, like in tech where you have this idea, right. And you're trying to pitch this idea, but there's nothing tangible to that idea yet. It's like, I want to do this. It's like, it's much harder to get any sort of investor, whether it's VC seed or even friends and family to get involved in what you're doing because there hasn't been anything done yet you have you have no proof of concept at this point so you, you weren't you were almost profitable you weren't profitable but still you had cash flow that's important for any vc firm man yeah exactly that's that's how it goes they don't really take risks you know and uh, they, <laughs> they look at the money and uh, when it makes sense they invest yeah absolutely i mean that's later stage i mean uh, series a but uh the, during the precedency round um it was a different story. For sure. That's a different type of investor too in pre-seed and in, in seed, you know, versus VC. VCs need to have a little more meat to chew on, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they also know that they need to exit We were still point. a very small team. I bet. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That's awesome, exactly. man. That's exciting because, I mean, you've got this. So, I mean, we're looking at this. What... There's one thing I want to know, and I'm curious about this, because there's a lot of, as I said, in the U.S., right? Maybe not in the EU, but in the U.S., there's a lot of fishing simulation companies that have just popped up out of nowhere. And all of them pretty much seem to do the same thing. You know, they all have the basic set of features. There's only maybe one or two that are really differentiating themselves. Yeah. How are you doing that? How are you rising above the noise? Uh, so there's a few answers to that. Uh, first one is uh, all competitors are pretty pretty weak in France, so we're still very we're growing rapidly because they're just not there yet. Uh, that's answer number one. And obviously, when I was in my previous company, I tried to um, to sign up for those uh, competitors, and um, their onboarding process was extremely painful for small companies. So that 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 was another opportunity that I that I saw 
was that most, most of those companies, they're focusing on enterprise customers. And I mean, cybersecurity is a problem. I mean, you, you know that even better than I do, but it's a problem even for smaller companies. And they don't have the solution um, to cover uh, those problems. Because if you want to target smaller companies, you have to make a better product. And that's what, that's what we're focusing on, making a product that can be self-rewarding. Um, your product has to be extremely good if you want to um, um, 50 people company um, signing up uh, and onboarding themselves directly from the website. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. that's, that's the two reasons. So basically, France, France market was uh, not as mature as the US market. And we were targeting a different kind of companies than they were. Dude, I got to tell you, if it wasn't for Riot, man, if I was a hacker, I'd be going after companies in France right now. Because if it's not that mature, I didn't know that you educated me today. Because like I said, they're these phishing simulation companies that, that simulate these things in the US, they're all over the place now. You know, see, so you're grabbing on it. It's almost like in France, it seems like it was probably five years ago in the US. You know, if I could compare the timelines there, but there's one thing that you said, man, that really caught me because you said the second part, the biggest thing, like, I think you would do well in the U S because of this, no joke, because of this one thing is that you made tech human. You had, you saw a difficulty because of the painful onboarding process and tech can be tech, but tech, it can be exciting, but still it's supposed to accomplish something that matters to human beings right? The outcome is actually something very human and re very relational. And that's the importance of tech is that it helps accomplish that tech is not the be all end all. So you saw this thing and I'm impressed, man, I want to give you props. That's the best thing I've ever heard from any tech companies that we I saw a pain point with how we interacted with people. It had nothing to do with the tech itself. It had to do zero with, with actually riot and what it does in the phishing simulations. You saw the pain point in actually onboarding customers and solve that. That's brilliant, bud. Way to go. And I mean, I mean, I mean I'm not going to name names, but um, I, I talked to this big company that everyone knows and um, they set up a call in like three weeks. Uh, three weeks? What? Three weeks later, they're, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you want to be safe today. I mean, when we, when we got hacked, I was like, I want to be safe right now. I mean, I want to, to target the team now and uh, install the program tomorrow or something like this. And they set up a call three weeks later and then there's the pricing coming three weeks after and so on. You're like two months later and you still don't have the product. I was like, that's not normal. I want the product today. Yeah, no joke, man. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I just got done watching the movie Founder. It's an older movie with, uh, you know, maybe like 10 years old with Michael Keaton. It was about Ray Kroc, the founder, well, really the person who built McDonald's because it was the McDonald's brothers that founded McDonald's, but it was Ray Kroc that took it global and started the whole franchise system. But the McDonald's brothers, because it was back in the 50s, they had these car hops, right? They were drive-in things. The idea of fast food didn't even exist. And it would take like 20 minutes for the for the server to go out to the car, take the order, then cook the food, bring it back 20, sometimes maybe 30 minutes later. But that's the biggest thing that they eliminated that McDonald's is still famous for today in founding the idea of fast food. It's like, why are we wasting time? When people pull in and all, the only reason they're here, they stay in their cars. They're literally here just to eat food. So they eliminated that and like, here you go. Hamburger, French fries, Coke in 30 seconds. 
You know, and that's the same principle. It's like they met people where they were. They eliminated the biggest problem in food service, just like you eliminated the biggest problem in tech. You know, why three weeks, brud? It should be like three hours. Let's get going. <laughs> I have no idea. And I mean, maybe we were a small company compared to other companies they talked to, but... Um whatever take what you have right now it. man dude you've impressed me today where can everybody find you you know what's the website for ryan how can people connect with you individually sure. uh .com and i'm benjamin letter so you can reach out on linkedin and uh easily accessible so you can easily find me i'm everywhere yeah. awesome dude this was fantastic today because we hit on some very human things that can apply to any business thanks for being on my man appreciate you Thank you, Ray. Have a good time.